Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Thanks for listening to Danny and Dusty On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Is your heater safe? Why replace it when Service Patriots can restore it? Get their $59 27-point furnished tune-up and safety check, including a free 1-inch filter. They'll also check your AC for free. Go to servicepatriots.com. This is Danny and Dusty. Merangatang is going to be a thing. You're not coining anything new. With Danny Merang and Dusty, the Fan Man Hera. All throws and monkey sounds in there called good. The old like Danny Merang pie. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. The Fan. Good afternoon! Oh, Danny and Dusty with you. Hope everybody's having a fantastic Monday. Enjoy the sun while it can because it appears that this is like the last day of sun for six months. So uh, eat it up, Portland. Is this the, the opposite of like Groundhog Day? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like this is, the, this is the last time it'll be nice and then uh, you get nothing but clouds and rain. Forever, but at least they're. I, I officially will call it too. Summer's over after today. It's official, yeah. It's official. Dun, dun, it's dun, official. Dun. It's like 57 degrees, but this is our, our sixth summer is officially over, and uh, I'm calling it. It was a good run. Uh, we're damn near to November, but uh, I hereby declare that today is the last day of summer. Uh, we will hit Halloween tomorrow, and uh, th- that's when the clouds come in and we get no more sun. Oh, God, that's tomorrow? That's how the calendar works, my man. Yeah. Good God. Well, I'll tell you what. Summer's been gone because Saturday afternoon out at Cook Park and Tigard, it yeah. was chilly for It can be cold. Game. It can be cold, but man. the sun is out, and that's uh, sun in or-, or that's uh, summer in Oregon. <laughs> okay. the, All right? The wife and I went out with uh, father-in-law, sister-in-law mm. um, to Oaks Park, the Scaregrounds. On Saturday oh, night. Oh, how was that? It was fun. Yeah. Um, fun, fun little trip. No, no. Was that a question? No, it was, it was a fun little trip, but uh, it was cold. And yeah. uh, I was I was cheap. I didn't get the VIP passes. Oh, yeah. Brother, it was slammed. Really? What would VIP have gotten you? Gets you up like to the front you, of the line. You can get somebody killed at, at the, like when they come out. Well, I They'll mean, actually stab. Like, I was Grr. actually giving them pointers, like, no, 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 that's <laughs> not how you do it. Not realistic. <laughs> they did have uh, in one of the houses. They had the <laughs> they had three of them. They're they're, uh, they're themed. Oh, cool. So one of them was like uh, uh, movie villains. Okay. So they had like Freddy, Jason. Yeah. Uh, Leatherface was at the end of one of them. Yeah, he's terrifying. Whoever they got playing it is like six six. Oh, like the, the person that's back there. It's All like right. six six, like two sixty. 
like like Leatherface. He's in his wheelhouse. Yes, huge, massive dude, and he's got a like chainsaw, two stroke chainsaw. No chain on it, obviously, but uh, scared the crap out of my wife. She could hear that around the corner, yeah. and he revved it up like six inches from her face. Ooh, and she she got like she hugged the wall, hugged the wall. Yeah, it was terrified. All right, so. That I worked. liked that. No, it was fun. Like it was, I, I only got the one jump scare, and that was in a strobe lit room. Ooh. Uh, Freddy Krueger came like out from like behind. Yeah, the, no, I'm good on that. I don't want that. Like the, it's not the life like, I'm living. No, it was like a bunch of stuff hanging, so you couldn't really see, yeah. and the strobe light, so it just kind of like made my brain short circuit. Yeah. And then I opened it, and he just kind of opened his big claw hand in front of me. It was like I went, oh bleep, like oh god, like yeah. But that was the only one that made me jump. The rest of it was just like, oh, this is fun. Yeah. You'll see me in your nightmares yeah. tonight, Freddy. I'll, I'll be back. Don't worry. I'll, I'll be back. But it's fun. You're, fun, you're fun out there just deal. taking notes like, and mm-hmm. Freddy, mm-hmm. you're mine. To the list. Uh, so what were the other houses? You had villains, and uh, then, then they had, had Slayers. So slayers. You had, so you had like uh, uh, the, the, the Slayers band? of Vampire. No, they, you uh. know what? I'm actually disappointed. I didn't hear Raining Blood once. <laughs> yeah. You, come on. It's oh, Slayer. What are, what are we Blood. doing here? But uh, it was funny. They had uh, speakers everywhere, and they mm-hmm. were playing music, and it sounded like they were just playing my playlist. Okay, good. It was good. nothing but metal. And then every now and then they threw in some Michael Jackson, some Thriller. See, you can't do that. It was, no, but no, it was okay. And like, then, was, but the third house was yours? Yeah. No, okay. the third house was mine. Uh, but the Slayers was like uh, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. You know, like the Hunters of Monsters. Yeah. So okay, that's, that's, I that's, like that. That's what I had. And then the the third one was, um, God, what was the third one? Totally blanking now. Your house. Danny's house. It was my house. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, they, they, were all, mm. they were all really cool. Vancouver Ford Tech Signs, 503-864-6326. Uh, the question is, did Danny comfort his wife or laugh at her reaction? Laughed Ooh, endlessly. That's good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How did she feel about that? Did you get punched? Wasn't thrilled, Bob. <laughs> no, didn't, <laughs> didn't go well. I, I mean, it was, look, it was worth it. Cool. It was worth it. That's uh, awesome. I had, I had another one of those moments the day before, Friday afternoon. Uh, when, no, mm-hmm. Early in the week. Okay. My, my wife asked me, uh, what the, the first, the Dame game. The, the debut in Milwaukee. Yeah. Um, she wanted me to go to the grocery store. And I did go to the grocery store. So I missed basically the first half. And I'm getting texts back and forth. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? I'm like, I don't know. I'm at the grocery store. And uh, I told my wife, like, I, I gave her the uh, Speedy Gonzalez. Andale, Andale, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Like, let's get home. I want to yeah. watch this. And she stops. She looks at me. Who do you love more? Me or Damian Lillard? And I hit her just with a mm. look like, do you want to know the answer to this question right now? I uh, love my paychecks. <laughs> <laughs> But it was it was funny in the sense of like, what do you love more, this trip to the store or that Gucci purse? <laughs> it's it's why I sell, it's actually why I sell. Thank you very much. Um, Damian Lillard basically paid for that. Yeah, but I hit her with a look of like, do you want to know the answer to that question right now? And it was funny in the moment, but it was not funny later. Yeah, but yeah, it was very much like I need to get home and watch this. Yeah, do you not understand? We, I have to do this. Yeah. It's for work. It's for work. I'm working right look, it's, now. It's great that I can use that. It is nice. It, it, it's look, a nice little wrinkle that it's we have. Like, when, when there's something I really don't want to go yeah. do, which isn't that often, I, I, pr- I pretty much say yes to about everything. She's like, oh, let's go do this. Let's go do this. But I'll be like, 
Got a game. Got a game I got to watch. And then I'll just look at the schedule. I'm like, see? There's a game there. There's a game there. Every day. That's why Maction is great. And then the other things that you don't want to do that don't involve the wife, you're like, oh, I can't. We got kids. It's kid stuff. Yeah. Well, see, I got a soccer game. I can't lean on that yet. I know. I got to fix that, dude. Yeah. Working on it. Oh. Hey, oh. Hey, oh. We're talking about practice. A lot of practice. Practice makes perfect. Perfect practice makes perfect. Yeah. There was a, a joke that you made that I want to pat myself on the back uh, because I didn't make the jokes that were firing through my head when you said... Rubbed it from her face? Yeah, six yeah. inches from her face. Yeah. And I, out of respect for mm. your beautiful bride, mm. did not make those jokes. I mean, I would have done it. N- not that I'm not... I'm definitely mm. not alluding to them right now no. either. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do that. Mm. No, never. No. no. Family show. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. We definitely didn't make a bunch of Well, mostly because jokes. I'd be lying to our audience. Oh, yeah. You know? Who wants to do that? Who wants to do that? It's terrible. <laughs> Speaking of terrible, can we stop replaying Kirk Cousins' freaking Achilles going up? Mm. Yeah. Uh, Kirkers is hurt. We got a lot. We have a ton of football. This is one of those shows you don't even really need to plan for. Like it. Well, no. <laughs> well yeah, you, you do because. It's sorting it all out. Oh, sure. There's just so, There's so much. much. Yeah. We have so much to talk about. It, One it, of them is uh, Kirk Cousins being out for the season. He tore his Achilles this yeah. yesterday. I, I am 100% in the camp of uh, show the clip once, yeah. twice, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. But this is literally, I, we've got it up on the TV in front of me, and it's literally replayed five times. It's yeah. like, okay. You like that? But you like that? I don't like no, that. No, we don't like that. I don't like that. I thought it was funny. Well, not funny is the wow, incorrect word. funny. But no, yesterday, as he's hobbling off the sideline, and the, and the play-by-play guy actually says, oh, his cousin's limps over to the sideline. No, he wasn't limping. He was hopping on one foot, putting zero pressure on that foot. On that Fart leg. hammer. <laughs> that, too. All right. <laughs> yeah. I uh, Can I say, I'm going to preface this, I do not hope anybody gets injured. Even my worst enemies in sports. I do not. No, I don't. I don't hope they get injured. I never want it to see anybody hurt. No, it's true. That's well in sports, and I am not a Kirk Cousins uh, believer. No, if you will, neither of us are are subscribing to that. Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback, and I will say that I do feel bad for Kirk Cousins because an Achilles that is such a long recovery, unless you're Aaron Rodgers. But uh, (laughs) whatever he is doing. My God. Yeah, crystals. Um, but, and that sucks he got hurt. But one thing that I'm just like relieved we don't have to do again is, is Kirk Cousins good? We know what Kirk Cousins is. Yeah. We know it. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins is fine. He, he's good, he's he's good fine. not great. You know what's crazy is the Vikings could just yeah. crash this ship now and end up with a top quarterback in the draft. With all the weapons they have. Are they really that bad, though? I don't think they're bad enough to do that. I'm, I mean, with their quarterback play, I don't. I mean, I, I just they're they're already got four wins. They can they can end the, this thing and, with five and tiebreakers. They've already beat the Panthers and the Bears. Panthers don't have their first round pick though. <laughs> well, I know, but they go to the Bears, yeah. but that pushes them down the draft because sure. it goes to Chicago. Sure, yeah, but that keeps pushing them down the draft board uh, because. <laughs> They beat them. Even though I think if you beat one of those crappy teams and you guys have the same record at the end, it should work in your favor. You should be able to, oh. you want to stop tanking, that should help you. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be this like. Is, you were trying. Yeah. You have like the Super Bowl and then the Turd Bowl. And you just kind of play that Turd Bowl yeah. and whoever actually plays hard and wins it, 
the they get the number one pick. And then at the end, it's we're not as bad. Mm. I think what you meant was ass bad. Yeah, well, but <laughs> they are they are ass bad. Uh, Minnesota's, if you're wondering, Kirk Cousins is uh, done with that Achilles. Nick Mullins is on the injured reserve. Mm. He's their backup. So we're up to Jaron Hall. Ooh, quick, Jaron Hall, BYU. Yes, is sure. that where he went? Yes. He's a BYU guy. And then I believe on the practice squad is uh, yeah, Sean Mannion. Ooh, oh, he's getting called up. He's yeah. going to be starting soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless they trade for somebody at the deadline. Kyler, Kyler, Kyler. I don't know. Carson is Wentz that, is still sitting on a couch somewhere. Is that in he? regards to Kyler Murray? I, I'm here for all the chaos. Yeah. Right. But they still have Kirk Cousins' contract on the books. Uh, he's done it. I think this is the this, last yeah, year. Yeah, this of his last deal. year of his deal. He's a free oh, agent this year. So they, yeah. could, they could get off the Kyler money that way. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, an inter- mm. it's an interesting proposition that they have to be thinking about. Kevin O'Connell will be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> No, 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 no. You gave me Kirk Cousins. You will not give me Kyler Murray. I will not do You think this. he'd rather have Drake May? Yeah. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, because he'd be like, I'm just going to, nope. I'm going to be done with this. Oh, man. All right. Um, also, we get to talk about another rookie quarterback, Will Levis. Boy, a quarterback's going to start putting mayo in their coffee. <laughs> Tell you what. Boy, we're slinging that thing. <laughs> That's a drop. Yeah, yeah that's a drop. We're gonna have to hold on to that one <laughs> for prosperity's sake. Uh, All right, on it. So we have a t- we got a lot of football that we got to get to. Um, man, this is fun. This is fun. Unless you're a B fan, I get it. That this is tough. This is a tough day. Tucson does that, or Kirk Cousins, and it gets weird at night. Or if you're Kirk Cousins, mm. or if you like Kirk Cousins, if you if you like Kirk Cousins, you got bigger issues. I'm sorry, but like it's hard that's if cold. you if you well. <laughs> He's a, he's a nice person. He is a nice person. I found that quarterback show. I was like, I like Kirk, Kirk Cousins the 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 person. He's a, he's a little much, kind of corny, cheesy, kind of nerdy. But he embraces it and he leans into it and he is who he is. I like that about Kirk. But um, I don't think that you're anybody's like I'm a diehard Kirk Cousins fan. I love that man. That's a weird demo. Yeah. I don't think they're listening to this station. No, no. That that Venn diagram is way uh, I think they're listening to the 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 Holy Roller stations, you know? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I could see that crowd. Yeah. Being in. Or the acapella station. Mm-hmm. Is, is there one? Cuz remember, he was in the acapella station. Yeah, their crew and they've got their hand signal. Yeah, what we mean? It it, it was extreme tenors. Yeah, you know what though? <laughs> in Minnesota? <laughs> It wasn't Rockapella. That was so cringy. But in Minnesota, He's like, we, you know, I was in Extreme Tenors. Yeah, people watching on YouTube, they saw that. Yeah, the uh, the that 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 demo exists in the North Dakota, Minnesota, Iowa triangle. One hundred percent. That he it, plays in the Upper Midwest, yeah. which is why he's the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, that, like that. That's that works like that. Yeah. I could see that crowd being in there. All right. Uh, all right. We are on YouTube. YouTube.com slash 1080 AM The Fan. It's how you can watch mm. the program. Uh, the Vancouver Ford Tech sign, 503-864-6326. That's how you can communicate with us. Uh, oh, and in the YouTube comments, too. We get we, we see all those. We see them all. But uh, we got to start in college football. We have on today's program, 
we have a lot of college football that we need to get to. We got some NFL news because it's not just Kirk Cousins. Seahawks made a massive trade. Um, mm-hmm. the, Leonard Williams is now a Seattle Seahawks. Quite literally a massive trade. He's, he's a big, a, he's a big boy, very large man. He's a big boy, uh, and that's that's big for this defense that needs a little bit of help in the middle uh, on the interior. He's been really stinking good, uh, getting in, uh, being a disruptor in the past game. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll talk about Leonard Williams, his impact, and then we had a full slate of Sunday games where it got weird again this week. Oh, it got super sideways. All right, but where we got to start? The Pac-12, the Conference of Champions, boy. It got uh, turned on its head mm. over this weekend. The the great teams in this conference, a few of them were playing meh, but the Oregon Ducks made a statement down in Salt Lake City. Danny and Dusty on the fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Dusty on the fan. All right. Uh, what a weekend it was in the Pac-12, man. Uh, I know this stings for B fans. Uh, the, the desert is a scary place. Indeed. It is a house of horrors for a lot of teams. I for said, everyone. On, we, thir- we on, on Thursday when I went down, when right before I left, I mean, we were talking about this, and there were – you just don't like to go to Tucson – at night, because weird stuff happens to good teams. Like every team has these horror stories where you're having a great season. It feels like a special year. You go down to the desert against a, a team that's plucky Arizona. Jetfish has been improving every single damn week. They've turned a corner, man. They have turned a corner. They have. They have something every week, and this week it was Noah Fafita being a god. Yeah, Noah Fafita is. I love college quarterbacks like Noah Fafita. He's going to be a, a University of Arizona legend. He is about 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, mm-hmm. He's a little squatty body. Mm-hmm. He can sling it. Mm-hmm. And what I love about him, his eyes, you notice his eyes were always downfield. Mm-hmm. Always. He's always looking to make the play. I hate to make this comparison. You know who he reminds me of? Huh. Russ at Wisconsin. Yeah, uh, yeah, a little bit more compact version yeah. of him. Yeah, because he's he's smaller than Russ. Oh yeah, no, but I mean, like, I don't care what it says in the on the roster. He's five seven. He's like yeah, like five. He's like five. Legitimately, he's five eight or five nine. Like, yeah, he legitimately is. Yeah. He's a, he's a little guy, little man. He's listed as five eleven. He's not five eleven. Dude plays like a monster. though. Yeah, dots guys up. I mean, he was he was on fire. He really absolutely was. On, like I didn't think. Did you think Oregon State played a bad game? 
I didn't. Uh, I know that a lot of, and this is what happens, and I'm going to say the exact same thing about Jonathan Smith that I did day in landing. Mm-hmm. When you that are call. aggressive in your nature, mm-hmm. I will not criticize it because Jonathan Smith was not being somebody that he's not. Mm-hmm. They've gone for it on fourth down more than Oregon yeah. has this year, and they've been more successful yeah. than it. The fake field goal was not a going for it on fourth down call, though. Mm. That was a, what are you doing with yeah. the time? You're on the 16-yard line. You've got three seconds to go. Mm-hmm. It's a tie game. Take the points. Take the damn points, right? Like, that one was one where it's like, this isn't on the three-yard line, and you're like, yeah, can we get it? Can we get six? Yeah. Like, you're not even squinting at this and mm-hmm. going, I like our chances here. You're running the ball with your kicker. Mm-hmm. And y- his name is Atticus. <laughs> like, that doesn't, that's not like a name that rings speed to me. <laughs> Atticus Sappington. <laughs> that's a dude on a sailboat and some yeah. deck shoes. Yeah. You know what? I'm super pumped for the guy that he got his eight yard run, but that ain't it, boss. Yeah. He only got halfway home. You know, in that, to me, that's a bit like that. That's one of those questions where, I mean, Jonathan Smith tried to answer it though. And what was Jonathan Smith thinking when he called the fake field goal at the end of the first half? Ultra aggression, and that starts with me, and, and it shouldn't have been. You know, we put the fake in. We actually had it called when we took the delay earlier on the fake field goal, and uh, once we took the delay, backed it up and kicked it. And then ultra aggression, I don't exactly remember, but asking Atticus to score from 20 yards out, you know, we'd had the look we wanted, all of that, but it was just a bad call at the, at the time. There's some momentum that you can take three points into halftime. We had prepped the thing for two weeks because we had a bye, you know, and I was just chomping at the bit to get the thing called because the picture, what we anticipated, and really what we got was uh, a pretty good look. But the, the logic going into the thing was a fourth down, medium fourth and five, six, you know. And I just rolled the dice on that one, and hindsight was not good. <laughs> no, not no, good. it's not. I mean, what do you want him to say? Like, nobody should be, like, is that a bad call? Yeah. Did it cost your team? Absolutely yep. it did. Yeah, absolutely you, it did. You, lose, one of those you lost by you, three. When, you, when you're going pin the tail on a donkey, John Smith donkeyed that one. Yeah. It, it, and sometimes you can, like, you can kind of split hairs, I think, with Lanning and those calls against mm-hmm. Washington. Personally, again, I've said it during the game, and it wasn't wasn't revisionist history when they went when they went for it in the first half. I was like, I would have taken the points there. Yeah, same same thing with John Smith here. Like, brother, I love you, love what you've done to the program, donkey. Well, but that is the di- <laughs> the difference between Lanning and Smith in this one is again, you're on the three yard line as opposed to yes. the 16, sixteen, and you did it with your offense, mm-hmm. not your kick. And he, he also, he he did mention it there. Like, yeah. we were chomping the bit because they clearly saw something. And and they did get eight yards. Like, they yeah. saw something there that was like, when we get this, and I think the, the, the I'm, again, I'm trying to justify this. He's thinking if he can make one guy miss, yeah, he's housed. Yeah. And it, like, having faith in your guys there, if it's, look, if that's anyone else, if it's DJ, if, if it's, uh, any of your running backs. Hell, if it's the jackhammer last year. Yeah. Maybe he makes that play. But your kicker? But here's here's where you here's where you go. And this is very similar to where Oregon was in this. Momentum is a hell of a thing on the sideline. 
And when you're feeling like when he says he's chomping at the bit, it's the exact same thing that what what Oregon was going through is that this is how the game started. Touchdown, field goal, punt, touchdown, field goal. So the first two drives, Arizona had scored 10 points. Okay. The third drive that Arizona got the ball, you intercept that. Like you got, you got an interception. You stopped them. And it's right before the half. Like this half was flying by. And you're not going to get very many opportunities with the way that the style of the game was being played. They get that interception. They're feeling the momentum. And you're like, hey, nothing can stop us right now. Like, that's what Landing did after mm-hmm. they, the fourth down where they felt they got hosed on the review up in Seattle, right? Mm-hmm. Ball hit the ground, obviously. Nope. They say the call stands. Next play, Washington jumps off sides. It backs them, or false starts, backs them up five yards. Yeah, and then pick. the very next pay, play, you get the pick. You're sitting there going, football gods are smiling on mm-hmm. us. We got this right now. I can see that is where Jonathan Smith was feeling it. Like Landing was like, mm-hmm. no, we, the momentum is on our side. Both of these instances, it ba- it backfired on The Mogan gets you every now and then. Oh, sure can. That sure can. But other than that call, yeah. I didn't think Oregon State played poorly. I No. I thought Arizona just played really well. F- no. Fafita was so good. Yeah. You didn't turn the ball over. DJ, look, he... Did he miss some throws? Sure. He absolutely did. Winning on the road is hard. Yes. And this will be the common theme as we continue to talk about these games that we're that we're going to go through. But with Oregon State, DJ played within himself. Arizona won that game. It wasn't a fluke. No. They won that game. Yes, and, that, and, and that's not to take away from Oregon State at all. And I, they, they played a good game. Arizona is just better than people think. Well, and they, they, they've been building to this mm-hmm. point. They they truly have, and if you if you sit there and last week I, we were saying it, like their defense has been so much improved. Mm-hmm. They have given headaches to Everyone. their f- last four opponents, whether it was USC, mm-hmm. Washington, Washington State, Washington State, where they scored forty four unanswered mm-hmm. and housed them, and now Oregon State. Mm-hmm. This is a this is a scary team. This, this is a dangerous team. team. You don't want to play this. Like, this isn't like a team on your schedule. You go, that's a win. No, it's a team where you're going. I don't want to play them. The Oregon is probably pretty happy they don't got Arizona mm-hmm. remaining on Which their schedule. Which is insane to think about. And they are 5-3 and three now on the year. Jetfish has done a hell of a job he should be building this program. As insane as that is. And, uh, you know, you look at it and you go, hey, there's no easy outs in the Pac-12 anymore. And especially, look, Arizona State won. Won a conference game. Mm-hmm. Arizona State, there's not a, a, a team. beat Cal by one. There's not a team in the league. That is winless in league play. Everybody has won at least Look one at game in league play. Do you know what other conference can say that? Not the Big Ten. None. There isn't another conference that can say that. Good Lord. There's at least one team in every conference that has zero wins. Pac-12 has got none. Shouts to, to Dillingham. How about that, huh? Look at that. Take that for data. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, but hey, that game... That was a good game. Like, look, we got we got derailed by that one call right yeah. there. We got derailed by that one call. But uh, the Beavs, now you're looking at it's going to be a tougher road to hoe to get back into that Pac-12 championship game race, especially with what happened in Salt Lake City. Because as heard right here on the fan, Bo Nix and the Oregon Ducks, they were on one in Salt Lake City, and it was an impressive victory from start to finish. First, you got the big kahuna with SportsCenter. That's that Hawaiian burger joint. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. 
you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. on the Odyssey app and Portland's sports leader, 1080, The Fan. This is a lot like the music that was playing at the Haunted House. Oh, really? Yeah. Actually, this song was playing at the Haunted House. Not surprised. It's great. I love it. My wife is like, you're enjoying this far too much. I'm just sitting in line headbanging. Yeah, um, I want to bang my head against something, too. Uh, the the Oregon Ducks, boy, that was an emphatic victory at Utah on Saturday. That place, Rice Eccles Stadium, it is, we were talking about going down to Tucson and playing night games. You go to Rice Eccles Stadium, and I, I was talking to people that, that were at the game and just saying, you, Utah folks were going, we wish this was the night game. And there was Oregon people are going, so glad that this is a day game and not a night game because... Weird stuff happens in Salt Lake City at night, too, when you go down there and you play. And this Utah team, whether it was day or night or morning in the big noon kicks, it is a insanely tough place to play. 29 of their last 30 home games they have won in Rice-Eccles Stadium. And from the kick, the Oregon Ducks proved that they were the better team. They said, no, we're going to go ahead and march down this field methodically, and you aren't going to have anything to say about this. There was absolutely no doubt which team was the better team in Utah on, on Saturday afternoon. Bo Nix, and, and I will tell you this, that talking is to some of the national people that were at the game, Bo Nix, they were saying, like, gosh, this has got to be one of those Heisman-type days where you get yourself back into that Heisman conversation. Because nobody goes into Utah. It doesn't matter how depleted Utah is. It is the best coach team in the country. We, how many injuries have they gone through, and they've been just fine? Was this a straw that broke the camel's back? No, it's not for the Utah program. But you know what? They can't go toe-to-toe with one of the best teams in the country. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, when you have guys like Joel Klatt, who was calling the game with Gus Johnson mm-hmm. saying afterwards, that is the second best team I have seen all season long. Yeah. Number one is Michigan. Yeah. He, they, they went into Rice Eccles and manhandled one of the most physical teams in the country. And look, Oregon State beat that team, mm-hmm. but it wasn't in a manner like that. Like, I I can't remember the last time I saw a Whittingham team get the crap kicked out of them physically like Oregon did. Yeah. That that might be the most physical I've ever seen that program. There is a balance offensively and defensively that this Oregon team is putting out a product on the field that it is something to behold. Um because I, I think one thing that is is pretty interesting about the way that they've built this roster is it's old and young. It is the most experienced quarterback in the entire country. 
And uh, folks, this team is nowhere near what they are without Bonix at at quarterback. I don't think that we truly understand how good he is and what he means. Um, You know, there was there was a play where they made a check and they ended up scoring a, a touchdown on it, but. It is the continuity between Bo Nix and Will Stein that I think is is something special where you had Bo Nix know that they had a look that they were looking for, mm-hmm. and he looked over at the sideline, and it was like in unison with Will Stein. Will Stein gave him a signal, and all of a sudden, like Bo Nix kind of gave him a nod, and they were in it. Like It wasn't like a true check with me where he called a play and was like, hey, check with me on the sideline. It was they got a look that they'd seen. He looked over, and it was go time, man. And that is special to have with a quarterback. That's 50-plus starts at quarterback. Yeah, actually 55 to be exact, an FBS record. And it will never be touched again because the COVID year. Yes, COVID <laughs> transfer, all those things that kind of played into this. And look, Nick's numbers... They're good, but they do not underscore how good he was. He was surgical. Against Washington in the first half, I told you when you came back from that game, I was like, ah, there was something that he wasn't there. The thing about Bo was that he has been not only accurate with with his throws, it's accurate on the placement. Setting guys up so they can turn up fields, so they can get additional yards, hitting them in stride. He just in that first half of that game it didn't feel like he was doing that. It felt like there was there was some jankiness to that. There was zero of that against Utah. It was just dot after dot after dot. And it, you talked about it. The, the whole idea of being on the same page. The way they went down, they get the false start to start the, the game. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh yeah, it's loud in there. And then that was the only setback of the game. They just rolled the rest of the game. And it seemed like no matter what they called, run or pass, Mm -hmm. positive, 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 positive. It was just over and over and over. And everything was set up off of Knicks being so bleeping accurate. He started the game 14 of 15 and then ended the game seven of his final nine. And in between there, he was two for six. Like, they... It was another one of those games where you just go, whoa. Like, were the were the numbers eye-popping? No. Didn't need to be. They didn't need to be because Oregon had Utah on their heels the entire game. And that place was so loud at the beginning. There's only, like, 51,000 people there mm-hmm. or whatever uh, that stadium holds. And it was roaring. The music is really loud. It almost feels like it's like you're looking around going, there's no way that this place is this loud. Mm-hmm. It wasn't quite as loud as Washington was, but it was more concentrated on that one end of the field where the student section is, Mm -hmm. and that's where Oregon got the false start right at the beginning of the game. That place got, it was a mausoleum. It got got deathly silent in there. Like, it was just, you could hear a pin drop. And there is a a little kid who was holding up at the beginning of the game this uh, bow can't throw sign. Mm Mm-hmm. He put that down after that first drive where he went four for four. And just ding, 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 ding. Yeah. It, but what was impressive to me, um, Bo Nix was great. Bo Nix, you know, is the guy that the quarterback is always going to get all of the love. For me, defensively, allowing only 241 yards mm-hmm. as a team, it's mind-blowing. To hold that team to under 100 yards and then – to say like, oh, well, hey, it's Utah. No, no, no. This is what the third straight game that they've held their opponents under 100 yards rushing. Yeah. 
And it is Utah's identity. And they went in there they and they the snatched their identity. And I, I think like this win, and I said this in the post game with Jerry, is, is that I think if you were to give Dan Lanning some truth serum, the identity of Utah football is exactly what he would want Oregon to be. Mm-hmm. They are built on toughness. They are built on the trenches. They are built with a defensive-minded head coach a next man up mentality that is unwavering and it is it's their culture and what they've built there is that it doesn't matter who we have we will just have a place another guy in and they're going to step up Dan Lanning wants that but with a recruiting powerhouse as well yeah and and he had there's a ton of respect for Whittingham and the way that they won that game was in Utah's identity, like it was, it, they snatched exactly what they, that program's been built on, and Oregon did it right back to them. Because you look at how many guys played, where the plays were coming from from their playmakers, right? They run. Or Oregon didn't have the most explosive game no. of all time offensively, but look at how many guys produced in the game. Right, Bucky Irving has 83. You know, you have uh, uh, Troy Franklin gets his 99 yards because he's just that good. But it was Tez Johnson, Bucky in the receiving game, Jordan James in the receiving game, Treshawn Holden, Terrence Ferguson had one of the best catch catches you will incredible. ever see. Because it's not just like it was a great throw too, mm-hmm. it but was it, only where he could get it. And it was to have the stones to go up and get that ball, knowing you're about to you, get drilled. you're gonna get smacked. Yeah, I, I mean they. They beat Utah in no. every way possible. I mean, Utah's first drive, it was like, oh, yeah, no, they got him off the field on, when they went for it on fourth down the second time. Yeah. they got. If it wasn't for the pass interference on the first time, they would have got to stop there. And that was the thing is every time Utah lined up, even if you knew run was coming, they only had six tackles for loss. But I, I would love to see how many tackles they had for net, for no game. Right, because they met them at the line of scrimmage, over and over stuffed and them. over, and stuffed them in the at or in the backfield, and it was like, oh, uh, Evan Williams had a play uh, where where it looked like Utah might get the edge, yep. and he came up and just blew it up, and it was like, oh, this is gonna be a long day for Utah. Uh, one little note on the poor kid with the bow can't throw sign. Yeah. He's unfortunately, I think, just a product of bad parenting and not helping him with his homework. Yeah. Because Bo Nix leads the football bowl sub- subdivision in completion percentage at 78.3%. Yeah. yeah. His efficiency rating leads the Pac-12 and is fourth nationally. Yeah. He's generating 8.31 yards of offense per play. That's eighth in FBS. And he's the only quarterback in the country with at least 20 touchdowns and one, just one interception. Yeah, he's pretty good. Help your yeah. kids with your homework. Yeah, no. Uh, if you're going to go with something there, like find find something else. Find a new slant. Go full Colangelo. He's pretty good at all of it. Yeah. And that was an 18-game home winning streak that was snapped. Uh, it was the longest in, in the country now, wasn't it? I don't know if that's true. I think it was. I don't know about that. I will take your word for it. I thought I heard them say something about it. Georgia's got to be up there. <laughs> Georgia. They don't lose, period. No, but they've, um, they've had... Uh, they've, like, maybe they lost at home in 2021 or whatever. Yeah, I think they did, yeah. and I think that... or, or It was in, the or third longest active streak. Oh, it was third longest, yeah, okay. Georgia and Michigan have the longest okay. active home win streaks. There you go. Um, their last home loss was... Desi? Uh, November 21st, 2020, to USC 33-17. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is... Think about this, though. Not only did the defense 
keep them in check. Um, Bryson Barnes, most of his passing yards came on that Late. final yeah. no on the final drive of the first half, yeah. where they were in the two minute drill, where he looks way more comfortable. But that, and I don't know why they don't do it more, Speed other than up. they just want to protect their defense. Yeah, but he is far more comfortable in that. He did it at USC too, where in the two minute drill. He was a different quarterback mm-hmm. throwing the football. He kind of, when things are chaotic, is where he kind of thrives. That's where he thrives. Yeah. But um, they could have, like, Oregon almost beat Utah just as bad as they beat Stanford. That was a 42 to 6 game yeah. where Stanford kicked two field goals. This one was 35 to 6, where Oregon, Bucky Irving's first fumble of the season is the only reason why they got the field position. They spotted them the three points. Also, that... Like, that game got sideways. Bucky Irving losing the ball. Let he who has not been picked up and slammed by a six-foot, three, 310-pound monster cast the first stone on that one. It was pretty impressive. That dude is a monster. Yep. This was a... uh, That was a complete performance. Uh, I will be very interested to see. And, like, you could tell after the game whether it was Dan Lanning or the staff, you know, there's always the, we need to improve, we need more, like, work, 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 work. They were happy with that performance because that performance, it it does not get much more impressive than a 35-6 win in Salt Lake City, offensively and defensively. And I think where the most balance from this roster comes from, it is, it's 100% from its seniors, whether you're a sixth-year senior, all the way down to true freshman. Because Mateo Uyunglele had a, a, a great game. You had Blake Purchase, mm-hmm. who's a... Those two guys are true freshmen. Out there like, making impacts. These guys were playing high school football a year ago, and now they have grown. And I, I think like there's a lot of questions about young coaching coaches and young coaching staffs about their player development and how well they will develop players. I think what, what we're seeing from Oregon is... When they went to the transfer portal, they filled the holes that that they need their gaps in, and you're seeing development in real time from freshmen. I think a lot of that has to do with all of the game experience because you had another game where the backups came in and they played majority of that fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Like they're getting out of the fourth quarter. Like that's the other thing. Pack like, it up, keep guys healthy. Let don't don't make them take the hits. Football is a war of attrition, mm-hmm. and when you can stay healthy. It is so valuable. When you're not playing in the fourth quarters, when you have fourth quarters that are meaningless, I mean, that goes a long way for your team. Not like Oregon has already saved over a full game of plays from their starters mm-hmm. because they didn't they didn't play in four of the fourth quarters in their first five games. And then this one, you you pulled everybody pretty early and you know, Ty Thompson, I think what had two drives. But like you, you're you're saving these guys those contacts, and that is massive for this team as you start going down the stretch. Because whether it's we're seeing with Washington, with USC, mm-hmm. with U, this Utah team, your depth gets challenged. Yep, especially this late in the season. It's it, and it's, especially the next three weeks. The next three weeks will define what happens to the Pac-12. Yeah, it was really loud. It was a really loud game, mm-hmm. and uh, they went in. Winning on the road is really hard, guys. Just look at the way the rest of the Pac-12 uh, sorted itself out. By the way, it is the lo- largest margin of victory in a road game for Oregon against a ranked opponent since 1989, when they beat 24th ranked Iowa, 44 to six. That's Good a 38 
point margin of victory. They went um, to Iowa, huh? Yeah. In, in 1989, Iowa's offense was still very bad. <laughs> I have an update to that. Death taxes in Iowa offense. And, and, and yeah. a Ferentz run offense. I have uh, I have an update to that. We'll get to that next. Danny Dusty on the fan. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Danny and Dusty on the Odyssey app and 1080, The Fan. All right, we have an update. We've been following this all season long, and it's been one of my favorite stories to follow in the in the world of college football because of just the ineptitude of this team and how good they hmm. actually are. Uh, there has been a statement from the University of Iowa about their embattled offensive coordinator, Brian Ferentz. Currently, the Hawkeyes sit at 6-2, and two, uh, overall 3-2 and two in conference play. Uh, they're 6-2 and two on the season. They've been outscored 79 to 71 on the season. They've only given up 79 points. Is that good? It's the fourth best in the Big Ten. But they've only scored 71 points, which is mind-boggling. We know that their offensive coordinator, Brian Ferentz, is the son of their head coach, Kirk Ferentz, and nepotism is a hell of a deal. He has a contract that says if they don't score over 25 points per game this season... And if they miss a bowl game, he will be fired. Well, they are at 19 points per game. Against Power 5 schools, they're at 15.2 points per game. Since they've started Big Ten play, they are at 15 points per game. Do you get where I'm going here? Mm. They're not getting better. They're actually getting worse as the season is going on offensively, including a 10-12 game la- or 12-10 loss last week to Minnesota. And did you see the over-under for this week's game against Northwestern? Oh, 29 and it, a half. It is 29 and a half. It is the lowest <laughs> over-under in the history of college football. That was entirely a guess after the 31 and a half last it week. It is 29 and a half and it's the lowest on record. Oh so this God. comes from the athletic director of University of Iowa. Anyone who loves Iowa football recognizes both the successes and challenges that have been uh, that have brought attention to the program this season. Our struggles on offense coupled with the offensive coordinator's contract make this a unique situation, you think? How about you put in there that his Dad is the coach. Mm. Uh, after conversations with head coach Kirk Ferentz, coach Brian Ferentz, and President Wilson, I informed Brian that our intention is for him to be with us through the bowl game, but this is his last season with the program. Making this known today is in the best interest for the program and its loyal fans. It provides clarity during a pivotal time in the schedule, a.k.a. Uh, you're losing recruits. Uh, we're going to move on here. Uh, it is not my practice to be involved in assistant coaching decisions and certainly not to make public such 
uh, change during a season. Our priority is to put all of our student-athletes in the best position to have both short-term and long-term success on and off the field. Our football team has a group of outstanding young men and talented athletes who at 6-2 and two have a lot to play for. As a former athlete, I know every opportunity to put a jersey on is a cherished one. As, a, as Hawkeyes, let's continue to support all our coaches, staff, and student-athletes in the pursuit of a Big Ten championship and bowl game victory. By my count, Iowa has scored more in conference than eight teams in FBS play. Wait. Eight. They've what? They've scored more than eight teams. Oh. Just scrolling through. In conference play. Oh, so there's teams that are worse? Yeah, no, the uh, Charlotte 49ers have scored 42 points in conference play. That's not good. No. East Carolina. Hey, isn't their coach's name Biff Poggy or something? Syracuse has scored 34. Yeah, that's not good. In, in conference play. Hey, they should go to the Big Ten. Yeah, that's that's tough. Um, Michigan State and Indiana have both scored less in conference in the Big Ten. It's 61 and 65 points. So they're right there. God. Right there. That's so bad. Yeah, it's really bad. Uh, Kent State has scored 40. Oh. 40. 40. But this team is like a. Again, we're talking. They're tied for the best record in the Big Ten West. And and also, they have a phenomenal defense. Yeah, they do. And this is after sending two two guys to the NFL last year? Yeah, and one to Oregon. Because Justin Jacobs is now an Oregon Duck, and he played really well in his second game as an Oregon Duck. Three of their starters from last year are no longer there, and yet here they are again Hmm. playing really good defense. Hot damn. Yeah, so Brian Ferentz. he gone. I if they think that this is going to get attention off of Brian Ferentz in Iowa's <laughs> offense, now everybody's just going to watch with no. just mm, like mm-mm. what if he goes out and he scores like fifty against Northwestern this week though? Like he's been fired, got and now it's just no like, pressure. They go on a tear, and he's just like yeah, they got Northwestern, Rutgers, Illinois, Nebraska. What if they just average fifty a game? And they're like, well, we already fired you, so we can't, we're not going to call take backs on this. <laughs> hmm. Honestly, if I'm Iowa, the guy that I would go after is the guy who damn near won a game this week. I'd go after Matt Jake. Patricia? Jake, Jake, no. <laughs> Jake Spivital from Cal. Ooh. Yeah. We'll, we'll talk about Cal yeah. and what they did to USC. How scary that got. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about that game coming up a little bit later on in the show, but where we got to start hour number two, big move by the Seahawks. Danny and Dusty on the fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month. with Eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 